Welcome to worship with the Old Presbyterian Meeting House in Alexandria, Virginia. This virtual worship service is brought to you in a time when we join you in practicing social distancing to curb the pandemic virus. We pray that in the not-too-distant future we will welcome you in person when you visit us in Old Town Alexandria. Good morning to everyone on this glorious Easter day. We welcome you to our online worship with the Old Presbyterian Meeting House. Wherever you are on your journey of faith, know that you are welcome here. The Lord be with you. Let us worship God. Do not be afraid. I know you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here. He has been raised. Alleluia. Let us worship with amazement and great joy. Let, Let us shout, shout the good news. Christ is risen. Christ, Christ is, is risen indeed. Thank you. 
Our first reading today comes from Jeremiah, chapter 31, verses 1 through 6. At that time, says the Lord, I will be the God of all the families of Israel, and they shall be my people. Thus says the Lord, the people who survived the sword found grace in the wilderness. When Israel sought for rest, the Lord appeared to him from far away. I have loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, I have continued my faithfulness to you. Again, I will build you, and you shall be built, O virgin Israel. Again, you shall take your tambourines and go forth in the dance of the merrymakers. Again, you shall plant vineyards on the mountains of Samaria. The planters shall plant and shall enjoy the fruit. For there shall be a day when sentinels will call in the hill country of Ephraim. Come, let us go up to Zion, to the Lord our God. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Before reading the gospel lesson, I want to take just a moment to welcome you to this Easter worship service and to let you know how important you are to me and to the meeting house. I miss you, and I long for the day when we can gather together in person for worship, study, fellowship, and service. In the meantime, I pray for your health and your well-being, and may the good news of Easter fill you with hope for the days ahead. Our gospel lesson for today comes from John's Easter story. I'll be reading from chapter 20, verses 1 to 18. Listen for a word from the Lord. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the tomb. So she ran and went with Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved, and said to them, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we do not know where they have laid him. Then Peter and the other disciples set out and went to the tomb. The two were running together, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent down to look in and saw the linen wrappings lying there, but he did not go in. And then Simon Peter came following him and went into the tomb. And he saw the linen wrappings lying there and the cloth that had been on Jesus' head, not lying with the linen wrappings, but rolled up in a place by itself. And then the other disciple who reached the tomb first also went in, and he saw and believed. For as yet they did not understand the scripture, that he must rise from the dead. And then the disciples returned to their homes. But Mary stood weeping, outside the tomb. And as she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb, and she saw two angels in white sitting where the body of Jesus had been lying, one at the head and the other at the feet. And they said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, They have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. 
When she had said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there. But she did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you looking for? Supposing him to be the gardener, she said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. And Jesus said to her, Mary. And she turned and said to him in Hebrew, Rabboni, which means teacher. Then Jesus said to her, Do not hold on to me, because I have not yet ascended to the Father. But go to my brothers and say to them, I am ascending to my Father and to your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord. And she told them that he had said these things to her. The word of the Lord for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Hi, everyone, and happy Easter. Oh, how I have missed seeing your smiling faces but I'm so glad to see pictures of many of you and your families holding the beautiful butterflies you made. When we all come back to church, be sure to bring your butterfly with you and we'll have a special celebration all together. If this is your first time joining us for online worship, we hope you'll join us in person when we're able to gather together again. While we're worshiping apart, We've invited one family each week to help me with the time with children, and we're so blessed to have so many of you doing this. This week, we have the Cavender family sharing the good news with us. We are so happy you can join us for the time with children. We are the Cavender family. I'm Karis. I'm Joe. I'm Natalie. I'm Katie. Guess what? Guess what? You are never going to believe this. Do you know what has happened? Have you heard the news? Jesus is alive, alleluia. Wait, why am I so much more excited than you? Have you heard this story before? Yes. Oh, you have? Well, it's exciting, don't you think? Maybe we need to look at this in a different way. Have you ever lost a special toy and then found it again? Yes. It's pretty great when that happens. Or maybe for your parents, putting on a pair of pants and finding $20 in the pocket. It just makes your day so much better. Now think about Jesus' friends. They didn't lose a toy. They lost their best friend, their teacher, the person they thought was God in human form. He was gone. Then suddenly, he's not. He's alive and with them. Now that would be an amazing day, don't you think? Yes, absolutely. The story gets even better, too. Jesus came back with an unbelievable gift for everyone. Jesus forgives us all for everything and opens the gates of heaven. So, when you think about it this way, even if you've heard the story before, it's pretty exciting, isn't it? Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. As we continue to celebrate Easter and shout our alleluias, the church invited us to create or decorate a butterfly. Butterflies are often used as a symbol for Easter, because a butterfly starts as a caterpillar and then goes into a chrysalis or cocoon and then becomes a beautiful butterfly. Something new, but still the same. The butterfly helps us remember new life 
and the words of God to not be afraid. No matter what darkness we are facing, Jesus is always with us. If you didn't get the chance to make a butterfly, it's not too late. You can decorate one and hold on to it for safekeeping until we can gather together again in person. It's our goal to create a beautiful, collective, and worshipful piece of art, celebrating that Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Let us pray. Amazing God. Amazing God. You are alive and with us. You are alive and with us. Help us to celebrate this good news. Help us to celebrate this good news. And share the Easter blessing. And share the Easter blessing. With everyone we meet. With everyone we meet. Amen. Amen. May God be with you there. May God be with us here. May God be with everyone everywhere. Almighty God, by the power of your Spirit, roll away the stone and reveal to us again the word of life. For we ask it in Christ's name. Amen. Mary stood weeping outside the tomb. Reading and hearing these words, I get a lump in my throat and my eyes fill with tears. Like Mary, like some of you, I know what it's like to stand by a tomb weeping. The fact of the matter is I do it on a fairly regular basis. I go to the tomb of my sons to think, to pray, to dream about what might have been, what should have been, and I weep. I weep with what the novelist Gail Godwin has described as a living ache, the kind of ache you don't want to go away because as long as it's there, then the one for whom you weep is there with you. In this time of pandemic and quarantine, the bad news of death and the good news of resurrection seem, as Rolf Jacobson has put it, much more tangible. He explains it this way. One of the first grim tasks of every morning is to see what work death has done. In the last 24 hours, how many new lives has death taken? Has anyone notable died? Has anyone personal died? What work has death done today? Jacobson is on target. Every morning we rise to see what work death has done. While scientists are hopeful the death curve can and soon will be flattened, they also warn that it will get worse before it gets better. So every morning we rise to see what work death has done, and increasingly we see it working closer to home, taking the lives of people we know and love. As Jacobson goes on to say, checking in on the work of death was the first thing that Mary Magdalene had to do on that first Easter morning. Someone who was both notable and personal had fallen victim to death. Jesus was notable 
Almost everyone in the area knew who he was. But Mary, Mary knew him personally. And so once Sabbath was over, she was up at first light to see the place where they had laid the one she called my Lord. Mary was up early, checking on the work of death. We know, as the late Paul Harvey used to say, the rest of the story. Mary finds the stone has been removed from the tomb and assumes it to be the work of a tomb raider. So she runs for help, and two disciples respond and quickly confirm her report. The tomb is empty. And then, well, then they just go back to their homes. If Mary had hoped for some word, some gesture of support, she clearly doesn't get it. At least not then, and not from the disciples. So she just stands there outside the tomb, all alone, in the dark, weeping. Up to this point in the story, we get it. We get it because, like Mary, we know what it's like to weep over the loss of someone we've known and loved. But from this point forward in the story, we're on unfamiliar ground. As John tells it, Mary bends over and looks into the tomb, and she sees two angels in white sitting where the body of Jesus had been lying. The angels are the first to acknowledge her pain. They ask her why she is weeping. And she tells them what she had told the disciples just minutes ago. They have taken my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. The next thing we know, she bumps into Jesus. Like the angels, Jesus also acknowledges her pain by asking why she is weeping. But with her eyes wet with tears and her heart beating hard against her chest, she mistakes him for the gardener. When pain is that fresh, that real, that palpable, it is difficult to see and think clearly. And so it often takes another calmer voice to bring us back to reality. That is what happened when Jesus called her by name. To borrow again from Jacobson, Jesus surprises Mary with the work of God, the work of new life and resurrection. And the action takes place in a garden, a reminder of the garden in Genesis and that the resurrection is about new life for the whole of creation. Jesus simply speaks Mary's name. And in the process, he shows us that resurrection is about relationship and reconciliation. Easter is about new life and the ongoing work of Jesus Christ. In this time of pandemic and quarantine, the work of death seems to be the order of the day. We see the numbers and read the names of the dead and we weep. 
We weep for the healthcare workers who wrestle against great odds and with scarce resources, hoping to beat this dreaded disease. We weep as so many lives and livelihoods are threatened, not just physically, but mentally, emotionally, and spiritually as well. We weep that we cannot see, cannot hear, and cannot touch the ones we love, at least not now and not in the flesh. This is an Easter unlike any other in our lifetimes. And yet, and yet this is an Easter when we can best identify with the pain and suffering of Mary on that first Easter morning as she stood at the tomb weeping over the work of death. And so I hope and I pray that this is an Easter when, like Mary and so many others before us, we can discover that the work of death is no match for the work of God. For by the power and grace of a loving God, it is life and not death that gets the last word. As John tells the story, Mary wanted to hold on to Jesus. And who could blame her? Her hopes, her dreams had died with Jesus. But seeing him alive and hearing him call her by name, well, well, we can understand why she would want to hold on to him for as long as she possibly could. I suspect that's what many of us are trying to do on this Easter morning as well. We're trying to hold on to Jesus for as long as we possibly can. But truth be told, we are likely trying to hold on to the way things were once before, in another place and time, before our parent, our child, our spouse, or our friend died, before our job was lost or threatened, before the stock market crashed, before the strange time of self-distancing, before this dreadful pandemic came along and changed our lives and our world. But as John's gospel makes clear, Jesus won't let us hold on to him in that way because resurrection changes everything. As one scholar puts it, Jesus is not raised to rescue and revive our old lives. He is raised to give us new lives. Resurrection is far different from rescue. Rescue is simply being freed from struggle, being rid of whatever it is that troubles or bothers us. But resurrection is far more than that. Resurrection is new life, a new kind of life, a life lived differently with a new kind of aliveness toward God. Sooner or later, we will be rid of this pandemic. Sooner or later, our lives and our world will settle down. Sooner or later, our eyes will dry and our hearts will quit beating so hard against our chest. 
sooner or later, we will get back to work and back to church. But as people of the resurrection, we must not settle for life as it once was. We must strive for something more, to live and love like the risen one. To borrow from Tom Long, when Jesus says, do not hold on to me, he is not rejecting his relationship with Mary or with us, but rather he's indicating the direction in which that relationship will move. Deep relationships with Jesus do not regress to the past, but move toward ascension, toward the glory of God, toward eternal life, toward the future promised in God. I think Long is right. Jesus is pointing us toward a new kind of life, a life lived differently. And in the book of Revelation, another John hints at what that life will be like. God will wipe away every tear from our eyes. Death will be no more. Mourning and crying and pain will be no more. For the first things will have passed away. See, I am making all things new. Amen. Happy Easter to everyone gathered here in our sacred space for virtual worship, wherever you may be sheltering in place. Whether you're a longtime member or visiting our online worship for the very first time, we hope you'll feel God's presence here. We invite everyone to explore new ways of connecting with the church and with one another. Check out our weekly egram for new opportunities for discipleship for all ages, especially during this Easter season. And please be in touch with Rocky or Anne or me if you're in need of a pastoral care call or any kind of help. One of the most powerful expressions of our discipleship, especially while we are not gathering in person during this time, is our giving. We remain in uncharted waters, not just socially and spiritually, but emotionally and economically. To meet this challenge, we must continue to give generously and perhaps sacrificially of our time, talent, and treasure to support our many vibrant ministries. We encourage you to stay current with your pledges and, if possible, to consider an increase to help care for and cover those who've been financially impacted by this virus. If we all contribute, we can meet the challenge and be the church we are called to be. On this Easter morning, as God has given the risen Christ to the world, let each of us give generously of our tithes and offerings. As we move into a time of prayer together, I'm delighted to lift up an additional joy this Easter day. Baby Madeline was born to Morgan and Jamie this week, and big brother Tripp is excited to meet his little sister, and we're all excited to welcome another little Presbyterian to our congregation. Please keep them all 
in your prayers. Let us pray. Living God, ages ago, faithful women proclaimed the good news of Jesus' resurrection, and the world was changed forever. Help us to keep faith with them, that our witness may be as bold, our love as deep, and our faith as true. Teach us to love and comfort and care for each other in our sorrows, our pain, our brokenness, as they did, as you do. Living God, for whom no door is closed, no heart is locked, you rolled back the rock and broke our hearts as wide open as that tomb. Coax us out of our fear during these scary times. Breathe new life and purpose into all who are suffering. Enfold this pain-filled globe in your powerful presence. Wrap loving, healing arms around all who mourn, around all who are sick or healing, around all those whose concerns we hold deep in our hearts in the silence of these moments. Living God, we rejoice in your love, for you made the tomb of death the womb from which you bear your son, the firstborn of a new creation. And you anointed the universe with the spirit of his resurrection. Our souls overflow with your abundance. Help us to feel and know and remember this deep joy, not just today, on Easter day, but each and every day, forever, as we pray the prayer our Lord taught us so long ago. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Oh, you
Believe the good news. Christ is risen from the dead. Tell the good news. The power of death shall no more oppress us. Live the good news. For we are free to love as Jesus has loved us. And now may the God who raised Jesus from the dead bless you. And by the power of the Holy Spirit raise you with him in glory. Amen.